Hello, fellow adventurers. I'm Erica, and welcome to the Adventure On Podcast, a place where we share stories of self-discovery and lessons learned both on and off the trail. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I have my friend Amanda from National Parks Capable joining us to share all about her journey in the outdoors. I'm super excited to have her here, and I've actually been lucky enough to meet her in person. She lives in Utah as well, so welcome. Hey, how's it going, Erica? I'm good. I'm really excited to chat with you. So I know you live in Utah, and we've talked a bunch, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I've really been into the outdoors for a long time, even since I was little, just camping with my family and such, and I'm a stay-at-home parent right now. I used to be, I graduated from UVU, I used to be a caseworker, like an unlicensed social worker who would check on people with disabilities to see if they're, um, just to make sure they're not being um, abused um, in any way or taken advantage of. So I used to do that. And then my daughter was born like right before the pandemic and she was a NICU baby. So I decided after a month going back to work that I was like, this isn't for me. And then literally the pandemic started like the next week. So it actually turned out to be pretty good. And she just turned two. So I just liked being a stay-at-home parent a lot more than I thought. So, but I kind of, I feel like I kind of got lost a little bit. So that's kind of where I started my page is because I needed to do something more for myself. And so I started sharing my story on online. So that's a little bit about me. I love it. And your story is super powerful. I actually didn't know that you did casework. That's pretty interesting, especially I feel like that had to be something that was really rewarding work. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I loved my clients. It was really hard for me to leave. I think at that point in my life, I was having actually bad, like postpartum depression and stuff. So I like, I was like, I need to take a step back and focus on being a parent. So I felt like, I mean, all my life I've had my own struggles and stuff with my disability, but it was kind of nice to be able to help someone else with theirs. So it, mm. like you said, it was really, really rewarding. It could be exhausting, especially when you see these people with the stuff that they go through yeah. and how people treat them. Yeah, so. that is really hard. I know, I mean, by no means do I have your story in my own personal journey in addiction recovery, I worked in addiction recovery for a long time and eventually it got to the point where I was like, oh, I really need to set some boundaries for myself and create some space here. And as much as I loved what I did, it was really important for me. And I mean, you became a mom. That's a huge adventure. Like that is no easy. That is not an easy job. It's definitely not. Especially I remember just like you know how you always set expectations? Like when I have my own kids, I'm not going to do this. You know, I don't think I judge too much. I feel like since I became a mom, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm totally going to work and be, and be a mom. Like, why wouldn't I do that? You know, but then I ended up being a stay-at-home parent and I'm like, wow, this is, (laughs) this is definitely a full-time job plus, you know? So I, yeah, I love it a lot more. And I just felt like I didn't want to miss out on any time. So, yeah, I mean, even just starting this, like my own kind of uh, personal brand mm-hmm. has taken, it hasn't taken it away, but it's just like, it's a hobby that takes time, you know, but it's also really good for me. I feel like, cause you kind of get lost a little bit. you like, cause you get up every morning, take care of your kids, especially now a toddler, take care of a billion different messes. 
try to <laughs> yeah. keep them entertained, you know? So just a lot of learning, honestly, together. Well, and you mentioned a few times your disability and your page. And I think that is kind of, I mean, when we connected, that's something that really stood out to me, your mission. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your experiences outside and how they're different? Yeah. So I, like I said, I feel like I'll always love the outdoors, but even like myself, I never went hiking and stuff because I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Or I felt like I would be judged, you know, by being on a trail when I meet like people staring a lot, you know, or like people, I feel like people would just be like, what is she doing out there? But like, I felt like after I found out that there's uh, all access, it's like an access pass for, it's a national parks pass that if you have a permanent disability, you can get a lifetime pass for free. I found out about the national parks. And so I was like, oh, I'll start adventuring and checking out those and stuff. And then I learned how much accessibility for people with disabilities there is out there and also not out there. So I just didn't see as many people in the outdoors with disabilities. So I felt like, why not share that with other people, you know, that is possible for everyone because not everyone loves outdoors, you know? So that's why when I say the outdoors is for everyone, like it's for everyone that wants it to be, you know? And so that's kind of, I feel like this journey so far has honestly been for me to share it with other people, but it's also like teaching me like that I just got to do my thing and not care what people are looking at me or judging. And well, for our listeners, can you share a little bit about your, your specific disability? Yeah. So I have a mild cerebral palsy. So the best way to describe it is that um, in the cerebral part of your brain, there's a four like hemispheres and mine is in like two of them. So mine is uh, mostly with my physical, like my legs my left side is weaker. I mean, even my left side kind of sometimes on my arm is weaker, but like pretty much like how cerebral palsy is, is that like, if you're, if you're moving a muscle or something and your brain is telling you like, move it, mine's doing like shooting at it, like 10 times harder. So like the muscles tighten up. And so that's what causes me to have like a different gait when I walk. But I mean, the doctor's said that I would never walk, but my mom was like, Oh, I think she will, you know? And so with all my surgeries, I feel like they've definitely helped me just to get there to walking and then also to maintain walking. So it's not degenerative, but it's definitely something that's like the wear and tear, like of Mm -hmm. like the wear and tear of my knees or that's why I also have to be careful in the outdoors. I've learned lately that I've actually recently kind of got a little bit emotional about it because this past summer I started going on like a hike every week, but Um, I learned this fall and winter that I need to slow down a little bit and do more of those paved trails, accessible trails, or not as high, not every week, because I tire myself out and then I end up falling and sometimes I end up getting injured. And I need to keep my body as long and good as possible. Like I use a wheelchair sometimes on occasion if I'm going somewhere, but for the most part, I don't. And my doctor always tells me I need to use assistance with my arms, yeah. stuff, you know, and I'm a pretty stubborn person. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love what you said though. And I think it's important beyond just if you have a disability or not, I think everyone could really learn from this pacing yourself. I know I tend to push myself 
hard and far and have definitely had injuries because of that and learning to listen to my body and slow down. And even though I want to go do this crazy wild adventure, when my body is tired or sore or not feeling up to it, just like mentally and emotionally as well, press and pause, like the mountain's always going to be there. Let's not do that today. Let's, you know, find another way to experience nature. And I think that's really awesome. It sucks that you had to learn the hard way, right? (laughs) On this one. But it's really powerful lesson, I think. Yeah, it is for sure. I've actually, so I'm not like a big person on like uh, doing like New Year's resolutions and stuff. Like I don't like setting a bunch of goals because I feel like most of the time I try to set them throughout the the year, but mm-hmm. I try to like keep with like one word sometimes. And my word this year is rest, which I think is really funny because I kind of thought about that before I actually had my pelvic injury and so I think it's funny that my word was rest and the doctor's like yes you need to rest (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually do that though so it's like it's just funny that it happened that way I don't know if I jinx hopefully didn't jinx myself but we'll get back to adventuring and resting more soon (laughs) yeah they can live together can go on a walk somewhere and have a picnic those are some of my favorite trails that are short and sweet and just have a seat with a beautiful view and enjoy we, nature. Yeah, we actually went on a drive today. Like we just, I also can't sit for too long because that hurts. But um, so I have to just kind of fluctuate a lot of things. But we went on a drive up to East Canyon today. Oh, beautiful. And just, I honestly, I don't think I've ever been to East Canyon. So we went up there and there's that reservoir up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, it looks really pretty in the snow and stuff, but oh yeah, I believe it. we just walked around a little bit, but it was icy in some places. So we just went to the places that were paved. Yeah. So, I mean, just finding stuff like that, just getting outside in general yeah. has been really good for me, which yeah. is exactly why I like to share my page as well. Saying the outdoors is for everyone. It just, you know, when I was postpartum, I couldn't really go anywhere, especially because the pandemic has started. A lot of us couldn't go anywhere, Yeah, but one of the things my doctor told me was like my postpartum depression is like, even if you just have to sit outside, like in the sun for like 10 minutes, it's going to help you so much, you know? So even I just would sit outside or um, when it got warmer, I'd put, I bought a swing so I could put my daughter in the swing and then we could just sit out there and oh, turns out that. that she loved it. So you recently just shared something kind of similar to this. I know I fall into this mindset of like, getting outside and adventure and exploring has to be something wild and epic. And it really doesn't like if you are outside, you are outside. End of story. Like if you are on a hike, whether it's a half a mile or 50 miles or however you far you want to go, you're on a hike. Yeah. Right. That's what I love about your page so much is that it reminds me of that, that I don't have to go to extremes all the time. And that sometimes these simple things like sitting out in the front yard and you know I don't have a kid maybe I could put my cat in a swing (laughs) pushing my cat in a swing she would hate that that so much oh my gosh that would be funny I don't think my dog would like that either yeah yeah. it's not meant for animals to sit like that I guess yeah so you said what really sparked this whole national parks capable thing was when you got the annual pass or is it a life? Is it a lifetime pass for you? Yeah, it's a lifetime. Oh, pass. awesome! So 
So yeah, it's called um, Access Pass. It's a permanent disability one. So tell me a little bit about some of your favorite adventures you've been on, some of the most memorable things that you've experienced with that pass in your back pocket. Oh yeah, I feel like it's hard for me to pick just one, so I might share a few of them if that's okay. Oh yeah. So one of my first ones was that I love was Yellowstone, and also mm. I share about Yellowstone on my page a lot because it's one of the, like the most accessible ones, at least from what I've been to yet. You know, because like there's 63 of them, and I've been to like 11, I think, and so um, Yellowstone, yeah, super accessible, and that was like me and my husband's first national park trip. Oh, awesome. But I'm going to correct myself. That wasn't the first one I, I ever went to, but since I got the pass, the first one I ever oh. went to was the Canyonlands. So that's on my uh, list to go back to because I was 16 years old and kind of a bratty teenager. Just oh, yeah. Like, out in the trailer. Yeah. I <laughs> have those memories too. I explored yeah. a lot of places as an angsty teen. I was just talking yeah. about it today and I was like, damn, I really wish I had appreciated that. Like, come with some cool places. I know. Like my family, when they went to the Grand Canyon, they took uh, some mules down into the Grand Canyon. Like it was one of like, oh, one of the that you can do. And I didn't do it. I sat in the, I was like, I don't want to. I sat in the lodge and texted my friends. That's what I did. I didn't go on it because I just like, I don't want to do that. Okay, so hold on. Before you tell me more about all the awesome places you've been, okay. when did that switch flip? Uh, I think I just went through a phase, honestly. Like, I think I think part of it was that I was on vacation with my family. Yeah. You know? And like, oh no, I think I, it, uh, especially as a teenager, I don't, you know, I didn't really like my parents. I love my yeah. parents now. Well, I always love them, but I like them now. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Um, if, if they listen to this, you know, make sure they know that I love them, um, love them and like them. But yeah, so I think it was just like a phase. I just was like, oh, I'm on vacation with my family. And I, I think I thought texting was cool or something. Yeah. There wasn't a moment where you had like, I guess like a wow moment. You're just like, damn, like outdoors is really cool. Um, I think I've had like a few of those kind of like, hmm. One of, I've always been about like adventures. Like I'm, I'm always planning things like all the time, if it's inside or outside, I want to go do something. So I've always been like, I've always created like bucket lists, like almost every I summer in college and stuff, I did bucket lists and I p- tell people like, you know, which ones you want to go on. And like, I never, I, I never had like one little group of friends. I always have like lots of relationships out because like different people like to do things and I like to do almost all the things you know and so I think I've always been about adventures but I think it's since the all access passed that was probably more of a whoa moment of this is really cool I want to do this and then it just sprung from there I guess but I love yeah. it but so you and your husband went to Yellowstone together which by the way for those listening it is an incredible national park Yeah, you can drive and park and get out of your car. And a lot of them are boardwalks and, or like very short paved trails that you can walk around. And I think that's exactly what makes it such an incredible national park. Yeah, I think so too. I think, I don't think there's going to be, I guess, knock on wood, but I don't think there's going to be a national park that I don't like, because I feel like every one of them is just different, you know? 
-hmm. like some of them are more going to be more accessible for me some of them aren't so that's why and also with Yellowstone like you can see so many like uh wildlife there just from your car you know (laughs) so like just drive which is also why a lot of people have probably some of that because like there's let's just talk about that for a second. (laughs) Like just like going up to a bison or something, you know, like wanted to take a picture with theirs. Like there's a lot of accounts that like show stuff like that, you know, there are some funny ones that like, like that Yellowstone is not a zoo, like friendly reminder. Don't try and pet a bison. They're really cute and fluffy and they will kill you. Yes. exactly. be, Be aware of that. Um, I even saw a few like, oh my gosh, like it, I would get like, oh, like, <laughs> like I would get all tense and I'd be like, what are they doing? You know? Yeah. Like, but luckily I was in my car most of the time when those things were happening. So I'm like, I felt relatively safe. I mean, they'll still hurt, you know, they'll, they'll go right next to your car. Oh so, yeah. You know, they'll just walk right on close to your car. So that, I think that's another reason why I liked it a lot because it's often sometimes hard to find wildlife on a lot of trails. I don't say you're not going to see it, but just like if you're not in the back back country. That's a really valid point, actually. And and I do see how like that Yellowstone experience is incredibly immersive. Yeah, There's a lot happening and you don't have to really do a lot to get to the happenings. We got lucky and saw a wolf. We saw a fox. We saw a bear from far away. It was from far away. <laughs> it's eating off. Wow. Which if you do go to Yellowstone, bring binoculars. I don't know why we didn't bring binoculars, but yeah, bring binoculars because the bear was quite a while away. Like it was, it was out there, but still it was pretty cool. Right Because I've never seen a bear at the zoo. Right. <laughs> so, but. Um, and you probably want to see the bear from far away where you need binoculars. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why I'm like, I also like when people talk about, you know, wildlife, I'm like, like, especially moose. Um, I've seen a few moose up, like, I think it was little Conway Canyon. Then I saw another one up big Conway Canyon this summer. Mm-hmm. And falls. no, actually I've heard that's a pretty popular place to see them though. Mm-hmm. But I saw, um, I think there was actually, one of them was actually probably like right before Donut Falls. But oh yeah. Yeah. And then I saw one literally right next to my, like, it was like right off the road. Luckily I was in my car, but right next to my car. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty wild. And especially too, cause I had a couple of friends in the car and they had never seen one before. Oh, right on. They were like, Oh, that's <laughs> but, always fun. My sister, they live on the East coast and my sister came out and we went to Yellowstone and Jackson and stuff. And she demanded to see a moose the whole time. That's all she wanted to see. I was like, really? It's funny because I see moose all the time. Like in Utah, I've seen anytime I go up Big Conway Canyon, especially to that Donut Falls area, like I'm guaranteed to see a moose. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, yeah, they're not that big of a deal. It's like deer, right? Like people on the yeah. East Coast, they have a ton of deer. They're like, yeah, deer, whatever. And my sister just was blown away by the moose. It was really cool to see. Yeah, it's exciting when it's somebody's first time. Yeah, for sure. Being wildlife. But yeah, Yellowstone was probably one of my most memorable just because I mean, I'd always heard about uh, Old Faithful and it was, I just thought it was pretty cool. It's, it's also where I got my um, passport book. I don't know if you've heard of those before. Yeah, the yeah. stamps. Yeah, so I got my passport book there. And so that's 
well also like sprung more like oh I want to see more of the parks and stuff and all the wildlife and I mean it was me and my husband's we had been camping all that summer and stuff but like it was me and my husband's like first really big trip together so mm-hmm. but it also we are not um, campers like cold campers we don't ever mm-hmm. camp in the snow or anything and it got really cold it was it was the first weekend of September oh yeah freezing yeah, so it, it's definitely you know because we're like oh you know in Utah it's still like it depends on where you go but like it will still be pretty warm but it got really cold but I mean it, it's also such a great time for the animals mm-hmm. like the spring and then also like in September so I think that's why we also got really lucky with seeing a lot of wildlife so yeah I would say that's my most memorable one probably like other ones that I've been to that like why they were like memorable like and I felt maybe it's because of the hikes that I did like it's like a big accomplishment kind of thing for Mm, me yeah when I went to so with my um logo it's the arch uh, the delicate arch and so it kind of has like a backstory from it so every park I go to I decided that I'm going to do like one big like hard hike when I say big like for myself you know Mm -hmm. and so delicate arch was one of those and it's also one that I didn't think I'd ever do but I we got up like way before the sun came up because we wanted to see it at sunrise and that I call that one like my blood sweat and tears because I definitely fell you know and I was definitely sweating on the way down (laughs) and there was definitely tears so like on when we were almost there I Real, like I said, I really wanted to see the sunrise. And so I kind of got a little emotional, probably especially too, because I was tired, you know, and I was like, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. You know? And my husband's like, you're going to make it. And I was like, not for sunrise. Honestly, it's kind of funny part of the story now. But yeah, just the sunrise was incredible there. And I would say there's only probably like 10 people there. Oh, wow. Which for I delicate mean, arch is like no yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why, like, when I see, like, like videos or, you know, people showing, like, Instagram versus reality kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it has, like, 30 or so people or more, way more, honestly. Like, I'm just like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I almost, like, and everyone was quiet, you know? And so it was just a really peaceful, cool thing to watch the sunrise there. And now I wish I... That was like 2018, I believe. But like, I didn't do a lot of videos and stuff on my phone. I didn't have the best quality phone. So I just had some pictures like from my phone, you know? So now I'm like, oh, I wish I had some videos, but oh, well, I'll hike it maybe again someday. But, and then on the way down, of course, it got really hot and stuff. So that was probably one of those biggest, like that was a pretty big accomplishment for me. And then also Rocky Mountain National Park I went to in November, hiked up to Emerald Lake. For those that don't know, that trail is is pretty popular, but you can, there's Bear Lake that you can go see off to the right, or you can go to the left to the the Emerald Lake Trail, and there's two other lakes before it, the Nymph, I think that's how you say it, right, Nymph? I think so. Yeah, Nymph, and then Dream Lake, Dream Lake is also a very popular one. And then Emerald Lake, I actually went with one of my other friends on Instagram that lives in Colorado, Greg. He's on the podcast. Because I had actually met him 
um, online and then he had me on his podcast and, and then I met with him since he lives in Colorado and he kept just saying to me the whole time, this is not to dig on him at all because I'm sure he'll listen to this episode, but he kept being like, we can just go to Dream Lake. Like, let's just go to Dream Lake, you know, because it was very cold and very windy. And so, I mean, that morning I was kind of like, oh, like I was like, hey, I'm going to do it. But also that morning I was like, I don't, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a sketchy situation, you know, but as I was doing it, I was like, okay, this is okay. It's tough because it was like 40 to 50 miles per hour winds. And then like the ranger told us like later that day, there was like 60 miles per hour, like gust winds. Like we'd have to stop, oh, wow. like hold our poles, you know, so we wouldn't tip over. But yeah, so we ended up going the whole way and I felt good the whole way up there. And then like, I'm seeing Emerald Lake in the snow. Like I I had seen pictures of it and stuff, but like, I thought it was beautiful, really, really beautiful. So that's, and that's the longest hike I've ever been on. So I was pretty happy about that. Getting down the mountain was definitely a challenge, especially too with that trail in Colorado. Like it was frozen on our way up because we went in the morning, you know? And so we had our micro spikes and stuff. Um, and then on the way down, like stuff is melting. And so it was a little more difficult because it kind of was a little more slippery. Mm-hmm. And that was also like, this is going to be like, I had gone on a few hikes a couple of days before that, but I was like, this is going to be like my main hike. So I kind of prepared my body for that. And then pretty much after that, I was done. And it was also my birthday. So it was just like, it was really cool. Oh, that's an awesome way to spend your birthday. Yeah, going on a cool hike. So yeah, I would say those are probably my most memorable and like biggest accomplishments. I love it. So what would you recommend or suggest as far as group etiquette, trail etiquette, and all of that when it comes to people of all abilities on the trail? First of all, like disabled is not like a bad word. Some people think it's like a bad word, but I guess for myself, I guess, you know, it's very different, personal for everybody. I'm pretty selective, I guess. Like I said, I do like to go on all different kinds of adventures with a lot of different people. But something like that, where it's like a big hike or something, you know, it's like, I'm pretty selective of who I go on adventures with something where Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be challenging. And it's not because I like don't trust a person or there has been times when people are like, oh, you know, like, let's turn back. Let's do this. I'm like, no, I want to (laughs) go. Like, if you want to go ahead, like, that's one thing is like, at least for me personally, like if I, if I'm going on a hike, most of the time, like I go with my husband or I go with somebody in my family or like one of my best friends, just because they know me most of my life. And so like, they're cool with just going at my pace, taking breaks, like me and Greg and my husband, like when we went, I took a lot of breaks, but I mean, in general, I don't know, just like talk to the person about it and just be like, we can take a break if you want, or you let me know when you want to take a break. Sometimes people don't want to, you know, like if you were to say to me, oh, do you want to take a break? And you said it several times. I was just kind of like, does she think I need to take a break? Yeah. <laughs> just being like, I, but to you, maybe it's just like, you're just trying to be nice and say, it's okay if we take a break. But like to like my family and stuff, like I could just tell them like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to sit down. It kind of, so what I'm hearing is like, obviously having that open line of communication is important, no matter what you're hiking or who you're hiking with yeah. and not having it be any different. Like I know for me on my hikes, the way that I do it and the way that like when I hike with 
John, my partner, I say if I need a break or I take a break on my own, I don't, he doesn't have to keep asking me, oh, do you need a break? Do you want to take a break or whatever? And I don't do that to him either. It's just like, hey, I want to take a break. Like I use my voice and I feel like that's an empowering part of hiking that I get to choose my own hike and how I hike my hike, right? If I want to take a break, I get to choose to take a break. I don't need like, oh no, no, no. We should really take a break here. Right. Cause that wouldn't be, that wouldn't make me feel good. So I guess it's really what I'm hearing you say is it's really the same thing. It's let people decide how they want to hike their hike and respect that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, to uh, follow along with that, I've also think I mentioned this before, like there's certain people that hike with and certain people I don't hike with, you know, because like there's some people that just want to plug all the way up the canyon, which is fine. And there's also some people that like, if I went with them, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Like if I couldn't finish the trail, if it was a safe place, you know, like I would be like, just, yeah, go ahead and go up there and I'll wait for you. You know, Yeah. there's some people that would just be like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, go ahead. Like to me, I'm just like, I'm okay. Like, it's not going to hurt my feelings. You know, like there's been times that like stuff is hot, you know, like there's been some adventures that I haven't been able to finish and I've been like bummed. And I mean, there's sometimes I get more than bummed and I get a little depressed about it, but I mean, overall, like, I'm like, I don't need to stop you from doing that. You know, like I'm, I'm confident to just stay here and be like, it's okay. I didn't do the whole thing. I'm going to turn back around. So I think that's another good thing to remember too. But like I said, it's personal for everybody. Some people might not like that as much. And then also kind of like after we do a hike and stuff too, it's like, if I had to turn around stuff, you know, be like, oh, that was good. You know, like not be like, oh, I'm sorry you didn't make it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you can kind of say that a little bit, but like to me, like I said, I'm fine if we have to turn around. Like I would have rather made it all the way to the end. But I mean, to keep saying like, oh, I'm so sorry we couldn't get there oh, are you, you know, it just kind of rubs it in a little bit for me. That's really good information to have. And like that perspective, what I'm hearing you say is like, we don't need to apologize for your decision to stop, like your decision to take care of you and your body. Yeah. Like that seems kind of silly when you think of it that way. It's like you made a decision that was smart for you and your body on that particular day. Maybe there's another day that you could hike it and you're you would feel better and your body would feel like it was ready to do those things, but there's no reason to apologize and and say sorry for you taking care of yourself. And yeah. And it kind of makes me feel like a little bit, like sometimes a little belittled, like, Oh, I don't know if belittled is the right word for that, but just like, Oh, you didn't make it there. You know, like, Oh, you didn't. Yeah. So What I'm hearing a lot of is this big, profound sense of humility when it comes to adapting to your different ability levels. And I'm curious about all of the different things that you've learned about yourself, like this sense of humility in the process of getting outside. Yeah. So one thing that I've learned about myself is that it's okay to like be disappointed. It's okay to be sad if I didn't make it there. And not just with trails or if I couldn't do a certain thing. Like for instance, I really, really want to do adaptive skiing this uh, winter. But for people that don't know, if I broke 
it's kind of funny. I like essentially kind of broke my ass, you know, so, <laughs> I don't know if we can say that on the podcast. So yeah, you can, you can, <laughs> um, you broke your ass. Yeah. I, I arches actually on a rock. So I, I fractured it, not full broke it, but, um, and I like messed up a bunch of muscles in there as well. And so I really, really wanted to adopt a ski and like big no, no, you know, if I was to fall or anything, I could fully break it and it would be bad. So I still can't like fully hike right now. I have to do some physical therapy and stuff. So that was a big disappointment for me because I really wanted to do adaptive skiing. You know, like my husband is going to start introducing my toddler to skiing. And then I wanted to start learning skiing. But a lot of the time, like when I'm like disappointed or sad about something, at least for most of my life, I feel like, oh, no, I have to be happy. I have to be positive. Like, that's one thing a lot of times people say, like, you're so positive, like you're such a light and stuff, you know, and I almost took that to have taken it too far, kind of where I just like felt like I had to be that all the time. And so that's one thing I think I've learned a lot is like, it's okay to be disappointed and sad, you know, if I don't make it somewhere that I want to or do something that I want to. That's been a big thing, I think, for the outdoors that I've learned. And also one thing I've learned is, like I said, when I had postpartum and the doctor said, just go sit outside for 10 minutes, you know, that will help you a lot. I mean, he obviously helped me with other things and stuff. Like he didn't just say, you know, go sit outside, but just getting outside at all is so good for my mental health. Like I struggle with, I have PTSD from like some trauma that I had as a kid mm-hmm. and then along with that comes like anxiety and depression. And so just getting outside and doing things makes me happy. And it, I mean, even if it's just like taking my daughter to like the playground or something, you know, it's like, we got out today, we got dressed, we did this, you know, like, I don't feel like, I know there are people that do feel this way, but I don't feel like I've had a struggle most of the time of like not being able to get out of bed. Like I'll get out of bed and stuff, but like, just getting myself sometimes out the door, especially with this fracture. It's like, how can I adapt it to not push myself so much and, you know, hurt my like healing. So yeah, just, I think that's another thing that I've learned, just feeling accomplished for getting outside. I also have like this quote, um, don't let your challenges challenge your limits. Ooh. Yeah. It's like, it's actually from, I wish I could it's like this big extreme sports guy. I think his name might be Travis something. I can't remember. I would need to look it up, but yeah, like he's got injured so many times he does. I think he does motocross stuff and all like a bunch of like extreme sports, but yeah, like he's both like broke several bones and all, all these different injuries. But I saw that and I just, I feel like I've in the outdoors, at least, you know, I've tried to like learn, like, Okay, these are some of my challenges, but also like, even though hiking might be hard, I've learned to do other things and learned that like, yeah, despite cerebral palsy, there might be a time in my life that I can do something. And then another time in my life, I might not be able to do, you know, and so, but just to always like push myself, maybe a little bit past the limit a little bit. I mean, I even talking to the doctors, I went to a specialist recently for my, because uh, it just wasn't getting better. Mm-hmm. And the the doctor was like, how did you hurt it? And I was telling him, like, I fell on a very pointy rock at Arches, you know, and 
I was like, I, as I was talking to her about it and how I felt and everything, I was thinking like, honestly, like my friends that my two friends that I went with, we were on the way back, luckily. So, you know, we weren't too far from the car, but mm-hmm. literally like a few minutes before my friends were like, are you sure you don't want to take a break? Which like, cause they know me and they can tell me like, okay, Amanda, like you're pushing yourself too much, you know, like they could see I was tired and my, I tend to, my legs tend to give out, like have more spasms than normal when I get tired. So they're like, you maybe we should sit down, you know? And so, but yeah, I didn't, I was like, no, let's just get to the car. Let's just get to the car, you know? And I should have sat down because then I ended up falling backwards. And then, but I mean, lesson learned, it's fine. (laughs) But yeah, that's when you know that you can't push the limits too much or you'll break your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I absolutely love that quote though. That's a super proper. I was trying to Google it and see who said it. I couldn't find anything definitive, but yeah, I really, really love that quote. Super awesome. Okay. So we've talked a lot and you've kind of hit on it a few times, but I really want you to tell me more about your page and all the awesome stuff you're doing with national park capable, because I feel like it's so very needed in the outdoor community. Yeah, so I have my Instagram, which is what I do a lot of my stuff on. And I do have TikTok, but I'm not as well as keeping up on TikTok. Neither am I. <laughs> too <laughs> I many social get... medias. Yeah, there's just too many, especially because I really like to like talk with people that follow me and stuff. And so it's, you know, comments and such, just a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, so sure. I really like to focus on the Instagram. And then also I have, I launched my website this winter so I I have a blog on there but then I also have like I really want to just like make this community like bigger of like all abilities like even a lot of times when people like when I've asked them like if they want to be part of my like all abilities Thursday you know they're just like I don't know if my story is like in that vicinity like because they don't have like a certain disability or something you know and it's not comparing it comparing yeah disabilities yeah, other disabilities, but also just like abilities. Like that's why I like to say all abilities because like mm. you have different abilities, I have different abilities. So like when I say community, I want to like make this community bigger of like people, especially like, I mean, with disabilities, like we can maybe connect on a different level than somebody with not one, but like it's so important just for all of us to be like, yeah, I can do this and this and just like growing the community. So that's kind of like, why I also made my website so like some people can see some stories on there of other people that have overcome things like I have people that have overcome uh, or shared their story about their physical disability or also like other you know like they've had an injury or like talking about mental illness just things that they've overcome and so just kind of building that community and like in the future I really want to open like a nonprofit or foundation so that I can help raise money um, to help people get outdoors to like do like adaptive sports like I wanted to do skiing you know like I would love to do mountain biking I don't know we'll see if it's going to be possible like adaptive mountain biking for me this year we'll see if my physical therapist lets me um but yeah just like create more opportunities for people because it can be expensive and I know there's places out there too that do scholarships and stuff as well but just having another resource you know of being able to do that um and then also like 
talking. I have a wheelchair accessible hiking list, like favorite national park hiking list and stuff. So just like, because if you go to like a trail or something, you know, you can look on all trails and stuff. People rate those things and stuff. But I just, I just felt like I wanted to have like another list to help it grow. And I, myself, like I said, I am not in a wheelchair full-time. So I don't know what it's like to be in a wheelchair full-time. I only use my wheelchair part-time, but just learning more about like, cause there'll be paved trails or other trails that people with wheelchairs can be. But like, sometimes there's certain things like if you're at a store and there's not a ramp or something or like, you know, so I want to, you know, add some of that into there and like be able to help with stuff like that, like funding to be able to help people get out there more in the outdoors. So that's my long-term goal for to start that. But yeah. And then, I mean, just connecting with people. I love it. So. Yes. I love that. And I think that's so important is to, yeah, there are apps and different hiking resources out there, but coming from the all abilities perspective and having that be kind of a center point, I'm like, okay, well, is this wheelchair accessible? What are like, what's the terrain like for if you have stability difficulties and things like that, like things that maybe aren't taken into consideration as much on these other hiking platforms. I love it. It's so awesome that you're doing that. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And also something that I didn't think um, other people would be interested in, honestly. And so, I mean, just, I don't know, just talking to people on my Instagram and certain followers and stuff, you know, like there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, like for instance, like there's, there's uh, this grandma that her granddaughter has cerebral palsy and like cerebral palsy is different for everybody, you know, but like, she just saying, uh, she messaged me like the sweetest message and just like, it brings me hope and stuff that, you know, to have, you know, to see, you doing all these things and stuff that my granddaughter, like she can have a good, happy life and stuff, you know? And she just said like, thank you for sharing, you know, like your story and just, and she said a lot better than me, <laughs> a lot more, like a lot more thoughtful and stuff. But yeah, it just like made me happy that it's like, there's so many people out there that just need a little like boost or just need to hear that. Like People can be happy. We don't have to climb the biggest peaks and stuff, which is also me not ragging on people that hike on big peaks. Like I said, it's all abilities. And I think it's so cool. Like I'll cheer people on on my page, like commenting. They're like, that's so cool that you did that. You know, I don't want to have the kind of attitude that's like, oh, there's more to, you know, life than being peaks all the time. And if that's like something you want to accomplish, you know, and you pushed your own abilities, like, I think that's awesome. So totally. So that kind of leads me into my next question is what does adventure mean to you? Man, that's hard. I think it changes for me, (laughs) but I mean, I think for me, adventure means pushing myself, like we said with the challenges and limits, but also just like being happy. Like, I don't know. Happiness is my main goal, you know, probably most of everyone's main goal. At least I hope what makes me happy and being outdoors and being an adventure is what makes me happy. So I'll do it even if it's hard. I have a uh, one of my my best friend. This is kind of a side note. It's, uh, the reason I talk about it is because it's a quote that she would always say, like, I can do hard things. Um, she had brain cancer 
she found out about it when um, she was a teenager. She unfortunately like passed away, but she was one of those people. Like I never, um, I haven't had that, like her struggles with cancer, you know, brain cancer, but like she had a lot of spunk and she was very stubborn and she taught me that I could do hard things. You know, I had a very big surgery around the time that I met her. I had, it's called an osteotomy where they break your, uh, your femur bone and put it back straighter. And so, and she was having chemo at the same time as me and we would call each other and just talk and we would complain and we'd cry and everything, you know? And so, yeah, just like you can do hard things and like, it looks different for everybody. You can, it's not a certain emotion that you have to fill with it. So yeah, I love that is pushing limits. You can do hard things and adventure are the things that bring you joy in life. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Amanda. I always love talking to you. And if anyone wants to find you on social media, what is your Instagram handle? It's at National Park Capable. Awesome. And that's the same for your website, nationalparkcapable.com. Yep. Sweet. If you're not already following her, go follow her now. I hope today's episode helped you find the inspiration and courage to get outside and to find your own adventure. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I'll be back next week with more stories from the trail. Until then, adventure on.